Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Dallas, topic today is the market doesn't fall. There's just more sellers than buyers. Thanks, Michael. This uh, actually came to me basically refuting something that we ourselves say all the time. So we often talk about you know, when you're saving for retirement or in retirement and, and you know, if, if markets drop temporarily. And, and what we're talking about there is if you've accumulated um, retirement savings that are primarily invested in companies in Australia and around the world and the price of those, those companies temporarily drops, that's what, we, that's what we mean, that's what we're talking about. When, it, when it's said as you know, the market fell, I think there's something dangerous here that happens and, and, and I was just thinking about how people communicate that is it's almost like it's um, there's some omnipotent God who's in control mm. of the markets and, and or as, as though there's a structure that, that you know the top two stories of the market are falling off the, off, off a cliff. So the point here I'm making is there is no such the market is is a metaphor for willing sellers and buyers. There there is no market. There is only that transactions that happen between people selling and people buying. The mm. market is is only that. You know, if we think of the the actual um, where that phrase come from is you know if you go to some country where they've, they've got fresh produce, they're in a market and there's people haggling and buying and selling and you know doing those sorts of things. When it comes to buying and selling assets, that's what happens is that there's no one in control of that price. No one's setting that price. There is no one called the market or there is no institution who controls the market. It's just a clearinghouse of mm. there's people looking to sell and there's people looking to buy. So when we say the market fell, what happened is uh, 100 people turned up on that day wanting to, to sell their shares in, in these companies and 50 people turned up wanting to buy. And, and I know that's not quite how it works. Obviously, mm. there's volume and all the rest of it. But, but if you think of that, it sort of helps to go, right, well, if, if, we're, if we're there on that day and there's 100 sellers and there's 50 buyers, there's obviously going to be more people wanting to sell than buy. Therefore, mm. the buyers will very quickly look around and go, geez, it's a buyer's market here today. I can actually offer a bit less than what I did yesterday and, mm. and I'll probably still get what I need. And, and the sellers are looking around going, geez, there's a lot more people selling than buying. I'll probably need to take a lower price in order to clear the produce that I've got. And so what happens is, is there's actually just all people making these little moment-to-moment decisions about, okay, well, I need to get rid of this asset. How badly do I need to get rid of it? Yeah, I need to get rid of it at any price. Okay, well, it's just that's what the price that I can get for it mm-hmm. is today. And... Again, I, I feel that this is one of these podcasts. It's like an SBS movie that may have no no end. But I think the point I'm trying to make here is not is not that there's anything that we can do about that. It's just that it's a different when you think of it that way. It, it makes you put in perspective the fact that I've, I own these shares in these great companies. The price of those companies is the market fell today. Oh no, the the share market mm. went down. There there is no one who pushed that down. There is no. 
institution who's decided there's no genius who's sitting there all knowing and says that company is worth less money today it just so happens that on that day at the market they're turned up to be more sellers than buyers therefore the price went down therefore that's where the price is if i'm not selling on that day that price is completely immaterial to me yeah no um i think it's a good topic so because we don't often talk about this part of it no. so um and, and you may be listening thinking what are you talking about i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to any any market no one's turning up no to the share market no um What's happening though? Uh, that uh, look, look, take a take a period of volatility. Forget that what's caused the volatility, yep. but but take a period of volatility for for an example. So um, you have a lot of people that are members of superannuation funds, and they're instructing the the fund manager of their superannuation fund to sell their bundle of the great quality companies of Australia and the world. Now, they're doing that usually by ticking a box online yep. or they're doing it by filling out, um, filling out a PDF form yep. and mailing but, it in. Yep. So, but, that's, but that's what's actually it, happening behind the scenes. If, if, that, if that letterbox for that particular fund is absolutely jam-packed yep. because people are fearful and people are scared um, and there's, there's 10,000 forms that day yep. and they're saying, you know, member... Member number one thousand two hundred and fifty-two says, "Okay, um, I've got five hundred thousand dollars in there. I want you to, to to move that all to cash." And then, yeah, you know, another member has three hundred and twenty thousand dollars and says, "Move that to cash." And yep. that fund manager actually gets all those forms together, yep. adds all that amount up, and actually goes to the the share market, the market, yeah, and says, "I am selling today." Yep, and collectively here, I have. Yeah, fifty million dollars yeah. um, that I'm selling, yeah. and they they don't well, res- well they don't actually yeah, they have don't, fifty they million dollars. They have I have X amount of well, that, yeah, I that's, that's right. I have, I have this amount of shares that, that I'm I, selling. That yeah, good sell good, good point. Um, they don't reserve the right to hold that back. No, they reserve they 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 are under instruction yeah. via that form to sell for any price. Yeah. So they yeah. So 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 whatever the the price of those companies closed at the day before is what what it opens up at yep. for that particular day. If there's no one interested in buying, yep. then the price naturally moves down. Yep. And as the price moves down and down and down, um, more buyers become interested. Yep. And the 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 price will move down or up um, depending on how many buyers and sellers there are. So to your point before Dallas, um, you have a hundred buyers sorry, you have a hundred people looking to sell mm. and you have fifty people only looking to buy. Um that's a that's a mismatch. Yeah, the price has nowhere to go but down. Yeah, as the price falls, um, more people become interested. Yes, and and the price will fall so that there is another fifty interested. Yeah, in that in in a simple example. Yeah, so that the 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 buyers and sellers can meet and yep. sell at that point in time. Yeah, it's it's um, a it's a it's a that's a good a great concrete way to put that is that it, and it's it's not like a hundred individuals are turning up to the market to sell their shares they're filling they're filling out a form and, and sending it off to their to their super fund mm. you know it's that's practically how that's happening but that's what then happens behind the scenes there's no there's no the super fund is not moving your money out of shares and into cash the super fund is is going and selling your shares 
and then the amount of money that they get for those shares they are putting in, in into into a cash account in your mm. in your super fund. That's that's what's happening there. There is no there's no there's no the super fund or, or any any one individual who's giving you this amount of money for those. It's just that is the price that you that you got for them. Mm. And I think so the the other point to to your metaphor there of as that price drops, more people become interested. And so that's what that's I think people's big fear is is if you look at um, prices drop. So you know you, the market opens on one day and and there are more sellers than buyers. And as you say, there's downward pressure on that price. And so people sell, and then there's sometimes a cascading effect where because the price is going down, people go, well, I've got to get I've got to get rid of these. So if I don't get rid of them soon, then the, you know, where will the price end up? What happens is as that price goes down? Even people who weren't at the market on that day hear about it and go, well, hang on, is that the price they're selling at? Well, geez, at that price, maybe maybe I want to buy some. And so mm. what you actually have is, you know, and again, this is simply a metaphor, it doesn't actually happen like this, but minute by minute, there are buyers and sellers entering into transactions and, and as that price fluctuates, you have people responding to that new price information. And so, mm. you know, a, a good example of, Back in my uh, in my cattle farmer days, occasionally when you go to the Charters Towers cattle sale, and it's on every Tuesday, I think it was at the time. And one week you might go, and there's more there's more sellers than buyers, and and because of that, the price goes down. Mm-hmm. And what what happens is the, the Bush Telegraph kicks in, and people go, "Geez, they're, they're cheaper that Charters Towers sale this week." Invariably, next week more people turn up to buy because they go, "Geez, mm. you can get a bargain here." And, and it finds an equilibrium where next week it might be that, well, the bargains are sort of gone because the bargains flushed out all the people who actually wanted to buy at that price. And so now they're back and that's what's stabilised that price at that level. It's not it's not the Chartist Tower sale yards going, hey, guys, we think that's what cattle are worth this week. It's just that we're holding a sale, cattle are coming and they're going and whatever price they go for is just what price they go for and then next week we're going to do it again. And that information will become available and Based on what the, that price information, more or less buyers and sellers will turn up next week to take advantage of that. So, yeah, and, and I mean, what you see, what you see with with uh, so so the the Charles Towers cattle market is yeah. an interesting market because there's willing participants in that market. Yep, yep. Um, what you have in Australia is you have so Super many fancy, people. Yeah that haven't made a conscious decision to be owners of the great companies of Australia and the world. They're just, yeah. just members of superannuation funds. In fact, they don't even know what they're invested into. Yeah. They become acutely aware of that yeah. well, when the price starts to fall. Yes. And, um, and, 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 and what you're finding is that, is that it's a lot of those people that are actually, mm. uh, um, yeah, they're making the wrong decision, of course, by, by yeah. ticking the box to say to move into cash um, when the, the markets are down by... Twenty-five percent or thirty yeah. percent, or, or yeah. sorry, when the buyers and sellers dictate yeah. that the prices are down by, <laughs> yeah. by when supply price. and demand meet yeah. to suggest that the uh, the price is down twenty-five percent from its previous high. Um, uh, what 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 happens? What happens is that uh, effectively on on the way down, you have you have more panic to get out, mm. and on the way up, you have panic to get in. Believe it or not, yeah. Yeah, and 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 what I'm referring to there is that usually at the bottom of the market downturn, whatever that is, yeah. um, 
you know, in 2020, in March and April, it was it was 37 percent down. Yeah. Uh, when it hit the bottom, we can we can yeah you know, we can look back now at the end of 2021 and say yeah that was the bottom. Yep. Um, what had happened on that day? Imagine the last person that was ever going to panic panicked yep. on that on that on that day that it hit 37 percent. So yep. the following day. The super fund buyers turned up, and, and yeah, 50 I mean, the, turned up. the following the following day, the super fund manager opened the letterbox and yeah. thought, "Here we go again. I'm going to have to go and yeah, you know, sell all of these shares." Yeah. And and there were no forms yeah. um, that yeah. came into the mail. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a simplistic example. No, but, yeah, but um, you know, so a hundred people turned up to to buy, and only you know fifty sellers turned up yeah. that particular day. So the price went up. Yeah. Um, and hey, it did it again the, the following day. Only, only you know, fifty, uh, you know, only only fifty people wanted to sell, and then a hundred people turn up to buy. That price. Um, all of the people that were thinking about panicking, yeah, um, have now seen two or three or four days worth yeah. of positive returns. Yeah, and they start to they start to be appeased. Um, yes. they start to not to panic. Yeah, um, which the people that are sitting on the sidelines hoping to get in for a right at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, start to panic that they've missed the bottom. Yep. And then, you know, the following day, yeah. uh, zero people turn up to, 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 to sell effectively and yeah. 200 people turn up to buy. That's right. Yeah. It's a little bit, I mean, it's a very, very simplistic well, way to think about it, but that, no, that's is. essentially what happens. That's essentially yeah. what happens as the price comes roaring back. It, um, yeah. and, and and that's, yeah, we're, we're looking at very, very, all we're looking at here is 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 short-term yeah. volatility. Yeah, but that's... Over the longer term, yeah. The price reflects the growing value of the company. Yeah. So, you know, you get Woolworths that had uh, five supermarkets in 1925, and uh, in 2021 they have over a thousand supermarkets plus plenty of other brands yeah. and businesses. So, um, the the price, which has skyrocketed yeah. over that period of time, at at what it should have grown by reflects the the changing value of that business they've grown from a very very small business to, to a much you know, bigger and more um, profitable a huge business, business. yeah a huge and, business. and i think that you know there's a, a famous saying that in in the short term the, the market in the short term the market is a voting machine and in the long term it's a vote it's a weighing machine weighing machine so you go in in the short term that price is set by buyers and sellers over the long term that asset is is dictated by you know the profits that that are spat out, or the return, or the income that's generated by that asset. And so, mm. I, I mean, a couple of thoughts uh, about that as as I think about my my times at the, the Chartist Tower sale. There's a, a couple of other things to add. There is that you you don't know who's going to turn up day to day. So the whole concept of trying to pick and choose when to get and when to get out. Like I, I distinctly remember one day going to the Chartist Tower sale to to buy to buy some weenus to go and put in a paddock somewhere. And on that day, it just so happened that that a, an agent for a buyer turned up and he had to fill a paddock with a thousand weeners. And so mm-hmm. every every pen that went up, he just went bang, 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 and the price went to whatever it went to, and he just blew everyone out of the water. Yeah. And so drove home that afternoon, going right. Well, I didn't want it as bad as he wanted it, and that's that's <laughs> where the, that's where the price got to. So you, you cannot, you, you can't go, you can't go to the market thinking, I. I'll try and pick which days there's going to be less mm. so buyers and sellers. It's not how it works. So the the other thought that I just had about that as well is, you know, we were saying in, in the short term the, the market is a voting machine is that there's always those people sitting on the sidelines that are that are opportunistic around that price has gotten to a point where it, it's now such a good buy that 
the buyers come out of the woodworks. It, it's, yeah, yeah you, if you watch uh, company prices drop by 30%, the human nature is if we extrapolate that and go, well, it's dropped by that mm. amount. What if it keeps dropping and going to zero? And that's not, mm. that's not how reality works. So, again, the example of, uh, and my old uncle Darcy actually who goes to the charter sa- tower sale all the time and just as an opportunistic thing will there might be a, a pen of cattle there that no one wants to buy on that day and the, the auction is trying to start the bidding and and they they the cattle are never worth zero dollars they mm. don't you don't have 10 cows in a yard and go well last week they were worth a thousand and this week they're worth zero dollars it just mm. doesn't happen because no. eventually the price drops to the point where Someone who wasn't really that interested that day still goes, well, geez, I think those cows are worth way more than that. Yes, I'll buy them at $400 a head or whatever the case may be. So if, if you think of it as that way, as in the short term, that, that market is, is dictated by you know, the volume of people buying versus people selling. But it, it, ne- it can't be worth $0. You know, and, and we've talked to this before where I think that's much more tangible for people with a house. If, if you own a house and you've paid a million dollars for it, Mm. And and property prices start to drop, the house never gets to zero. It, it gets to six hundred thousand, and yeah. someone who's currently living with their parents goes. Someone snaps the bargain. Someone up. someone snaps the bargain yeah. and goes, I I can oh well I thought I could never I didn't ever think I was going to be able to move out of home and well for six hundred thousand I'll I'll take that place or, or yeah. you know or someone who goes I know I can rent that house out for a thousand dollars a week and I can buy it for six hundred oh that's a pretty good deal yes I'll I'll buy it at that so. It's, it's easy to forget that when it comes to this short-term movement. And, the, you know, again, when we talk about it as the market, it becomes this amorphous thing. But all of that short-term volatility is, is ultimately just driven by willing buyers and sellers. And, and over the long term, ultimately, it's just noise. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't reflect the intrinsic value of that asset and it doesn't reflect where that asset price is going to go over the long term. No, not, not, not at all. And, and, and I always like to put it back to a tangible example. So, you know, during the global financial crisis and during March of 2020, um, Woolworths didn't lose any of their supermarkets. Yeah. So, you know, they, they didn't lose any of their supermarkets. What happened is their price fell, the share price fell. Yeah. And only got to a point where someone said, hey, that's a bargain. And they moved in and snapped up a heap of it at that point in time. Yeah. And then someone else went, well, yeah. I'm going to miss out. Yeah. Um, I'll, because I'll they've in. just snapped some up. So, yeah. It will only get to to such a point. Yep. You cannot keep going. No. I mean, uh, owning a very very profitable business yep. that has more than a thousand supermarkets and other brands and things like that yep. um, cannot get to zero. It just yep. cannot happen. Yep. Uh, uh, it, what happens is the price will fall. It's got some tolerance yep. before someone moves in and snaps it up, and then then it flips around. Like I said yep. before, yep. Um, you now have a race to get in for people that have had money on the sidelines. Mm. Um, uh, and they, and they, they, as they realise that they've missed the bottom, yep. uh, they're starting to move in and buy up. The price goes up. Yep. Anyone that was considering selling now, if they, they see the price bounce ten percent up yep. from the bottom, they think, oh, well, I'd have to sell now. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to panic anymore. <laughs> so suddenly you get it to swing around. Yeah. And and yeah, that, uh, that's that's yeah, what happened in 2020 was 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 such a fast example of that. It it, it, it took. A bit over a month to fall, and it took yeah. about the same time to to, to, to recover as well. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's it, like we say, probably one of these things where we've talked a lot about the actual day to day, how these transactions occur, and what that price movement does, and and ultimately it, it doesn't. We've ended with it doesn't really matter, but I th- I think it's just a 
a useful thing to bear in mind is that, and and I have a I have this habit that tortures everyone around me, particularly my mother. She hates when I do this, but she'll often say, "Oh, well, they say this." And I always go, "Who's they? Who's this mm. magical they that you're talking about?" And so I think for me, the main takeaway from this this uh, this podcast is that whenever you read, you know the the market lost this amount or the market dropped by x percent or mm. this amount was wiped off the share market there is no there's there's no market like if you think of it as you, if you replace the share market with the charters towers sale yards you, you can see that that ultimately makes no sense there is no the charters towers cattle sale yards lost 30 percent today the the, mm. the sale yards is just the clearinghouse some people sold at, at a price that maybe they will regret in the future. Some people bought at a price that maybe they were happy with. <coughs> the market is just the clearinghouse for those transactions. And ultimately, day-to-day, all that volume, all that noise, what you really need to think about with your retirement planning is what are the assets that I ultimately will need to have accumulated by the time I retire? And most of the time, you'll find that that, that price day-to-day movement has no bearing on that. And like we say, that's why we always react. We always invest according to a plan is so that what that what that price is doing day to day has no bearing on the fact that if, if I need to have accumulated this many um, yeah, this many dollars worth of shares by the time I retire, whether the whether prices are up or down two or three percent for the day or down ten percent for the week or up five percent for the week has no bearing on the plan that I still need to work on. Mm. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.